podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome. I'm Les Bubka and you're listening to Accidental Podcast or something like that. Today's podcast will be a recording from uh, our recent seminar, Karate for Mental Health, when we talk adaptation of the training for people with uh, different abilities. I hope you're going to enjoy it. will be mainly talking so you can sit down and, and relax um, I want to tell you um, how did I get involved what I do and then we're gonna have a hopefully chat together and see what you guys doing um, in your dojos so I'm Les Bubka over five years now I'm working with different charities um, providing karate karate sessions as a sideline and um, kind of support of the therapy so karate is not a therapy and I think never going to be a therapy, so you cannot use it as a therapy, but it's a great um, tool to support uh, the therapy and uh, bringing the uh, self-esteem and um, uh, self-worth to people through the grading stuff. So, so that's what we're focusing and we're seeing uh, great results with that. Um, but we have to realize that I think it's going to be changing a lot of stuff after lockdown gonna be lifted up, uh, the mental health issue will be uh, much, much bigger. So at the moment, this, uh, the, the statistics show that is one in four people gonna suffer with mental health, uh, but one in six gonna have a specifically uh, an anxiety or depression. So that's a huge number, but now we are all locked in and, and it's creeping in, you know, uh, people might not feel that they have a problem, but it's slowly creeping in uh, and it's gonna be worse. Um, so as well, we have now it's changed from from being either you healthy or you ill. Uh, it's put on a spectrum. So we are all on a spectrum and we fluctuate. So we, on one day you are uh, in the middle. Um, you done something great. You happen something nice. You're going up to a better mental health because it's it's great. And on the other day, if something have happened, I don't know, uh, you lost something. Uh, uh, your work didn't go up, so you're fluctuating down, so you're going to more ill mental health. So there is no more uh, distinction between healthy, ill, you're going all the time. So although if you're suffering with depression and stuff, you might be there for five, six years, but then you might bounce back to, to the middle, uh, happy medium stuff state. So you have to have in mind that your students on a day might have been on the ill side, or on a happy side. So we have to think about that all the time. Um, for me, uh, the most difficult uh, way was uh, teaching people with mental health. Uh, the, the physical disabilities, it's kind of easy to overcome. I'm gonna talk about it a bit more later. Uh, the mental health, uh, I, I really, really struggle. A, because I suffer with an anxiety, and B, uh, I was a lot of things not aware of. So there's no education on 
uh, a mental health. And in school, I don't know if you had it in UK, but in Poland, we've got the, something like a civil defense uh, classes. So you basically learn uh, from uh, in primary school from, uh, you know, what to do when you cut yourself, what to do when you've got a broken leg. So kind of uh, first aid lessons are incorporated in the education system. But there's nothing about mental health. Nobody talks about it. And, and I don't know how it was in UK, but when I was younger, there was no uh, such thing as mental health problems in Poland. Nobody talked about it. Everybody was saying, you know, get over it and, and you grow up from it or you'll be better. Just pull yourself together. Off you go. I think that's most of the world was like that. So now it's great because it's changing. So when I started to working with the, the charities, um, I kind of been hit by our inability to say what's going on within us. So uh, we, on my first class, I went in there and um, started talking, you know, how I'm less, blah, 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 we're going to do a martial arts. And then the question we asked naturally, how are you today? And everybody's used to it to have that answer. I'm fine. It's good. Yeah, okay. Um, which uh, people who I was working with at the time uh, start talking about, no, actually, I'm really bad today. I don't feel very well. I've got this problem. Or, you know, I'm afraid of this. And then myself, not being used to that, was kind of frozen. I didn't know what to say. How do you say that? You ask somebody, you know, how are you? And they tell you, no, I'm shit today. And you go, well, that's not what I expected. You meant to say, you know, I'm fine. It's all, all good. So it took me a long of time to, to get used to it and not be uh, uncomfortable with people telling you, you know, what's the problem. And sometimes you don't have a solution for that. So you just, the uh, best thing you can do is just listen and be honest and say, you know, I'm sorry, I, I can't help you. Let's do the session. We'll see how you feel after the session. Uh, most of my students um, love punching pads. And that's uh, giving them a release. They can release the anger and anxiety, you know, build up some confidence with uh, hitting something and do some exercises. But what I would like to start talking about, it's um, things we cannot do. Uh, we cannot be a therapist. We're not providing the therapy. We are karate teacher who is providing exercises who might be or might not be, depending on the, on the individual, helpful in their therapy. I'm not the trained uh, mental health uh, person, professional, so I cannot give any advice on it. I can, I can do my bit with the martial arts, uh, explain my benefits, um, how I see it, but it is not the legal advice. If you've got somebody with mental health uh, problem and they tell you that, you know, even if you spot the signs of depression, you know, people start behaving differently, they're more down, they're missing the sessions, you need to advise them to go to the GP and then they can have a proper treatment. We are not trained to do uh, treatments or any advice. Um, so that was kind of, you know, you, you want to help people, you want to advise them and we all have got our advice what was helping for us but you have to with withheld yourself from that you, you cannot do you shouldn't be doing that or maybe if you are a, a, a trained professional and martial artist then yeah sure you can incorporate that in your work um so uh, for me the biggest barrier and actually um to most instructors who contact me and we're chatting about the, the mental health the, the biggest barrier is the communication um, so people don't know how to sort out problem and it's both for uh, uh, physical disability and the mental health issues. 
Um, we're trying to, uh, people try to guesswork what you can do, uh, how you can do it, and, and how to work around it. But the simplest answer is to ask. We must not be afraid to ask. Because we are not other people. I don't know what uh, Don or Brian or Chris or any of you think or feel at the moment, you know. I don't know what injuries you have. I don't know what trauma you had, if you had any. Um, so the best way to sort that out is ask. Um, it is difficult for people to open up if there's no uh, right environment. So for me, I like to create a, a friendly environment from the very beginning when they're entering my class. And I do that for showing my vulnerabilities. So you know, I'm going to them, uh, meeting them myself by the door, saying, hello, I'm Les, da 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 da, what brings you here? And then I say, you know, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm really bad with names. I'll probably wonder your real name. Uh, I've got a very good name. And I try to put something funny in it, that more relaxing. So I usually say, you know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm really, I've got a really good memory, but very short. So I won't be able to remember your name. I apologize for that. I'm getting stressed because I suffer with an anxiety. I've got new students, so I'm stressed providing you a class. Take that in consideration. And that kind of uh, small talk is opening people and they start talking, yeah, I, of course I suffer with this. Can you be careful with this? And there is no uh, thing which cannot over, no, there's some things which cannot overcome, but uh, there is no limit for me to adjust. If I need to change kata, I'm changing the kata. For that one person in a class, I will change anything what it takes. So they are included. I don't like to have excluded people in my class. So for example, let's say we've got the person on a wheelchair and we've got the uh, nine other people who are fully abled and you want to do a game. Let's say the game is uh, putting cones on the floor. Uh, let's let's have 11 people. So five people needs to put them up Another five needs to put them down. But I've got a one guy or girl on a wheelchair who cannot do none of those because won't reach. So, so you have to figure out a way how you can incorporate that person to be a part of the team. And what I do, and what I've been taught, uh, you've got those 10 guys going, doing the cones, but a guy on the, on the uh, wheelchair or girl on the wheelchair can be counting can be judging, can be giving time. And then you've got the 11 people working together doing stuff. They don't have to do exactly the same uh, exercise or task, but they can support each other. So I've got the 10 people running around putting the cones up and the one person doing timing, counting, and whatever, whatever changing rules or whatever you want. So that communication is the key. And I've got a funny story with my, uh, I teach elderly as well. So I've got a lady, she is 90 years old now, and uh, she's got a really poor balance. So one of modification we're doing is using the chair for kata. So she just holds to the chair and does kata on the spot. But for a long time, I was thinking that she hated my classes. Every time I was talking, she was so grumpy. She was like, I thought she's never gonna come back. After a couple of months, I actually uh, got up my courage and said, what do you don't like about classes? Why are you um, so grumpy on the classes, you know? She said, no, 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 I just can't hear you. I'm deaf. So me talking to her all the time, uh, saying, you know, oh, move to the left, move to the right. She just couldn't hear me. So she was trying to figure out and focusing what actually I was saying. 
so that therefore then you know with her she wasn't uh, deaf from uh, birth so she didn't know the uh, sign language or a uh, uh, lip read so I kind of had to wait and she had to copy but with my other student Alex which most of you who train with me know she is a profoundly deaf from birth so you have to think about this as well that the person might not really understand you if you're talking like this a lot of people talk like this you know showing something so i make sure that uh, i know who's with what ability in in uh, my class and if alex is there she comes forward and i talk uh, directly to her so she can liberate which is not easy because i've got the accent so um, sometimes it's causing a lot of fun but as well you know don't be afraid of showing your uh, human face you're not the instructor to be there japanese style militaristic style and, and and tell people what to do i am in a way their friend and i want to be their friend so if i make mistake i acknowledge that mistake and we laugh all together you know there's nothing better than a laugh laughter to um, release the tension and if you take you don't take yourself seriously your students will uh, not take themselves seriously i don't want to have a class a panicky class with oh sensei is coming i need to be oh, punching and stuff I want people to be relaxed and so we moved on as well from the that traditional approach in a, in a class we are all relaxed uh, but mindful of safety because sometimes if you do it too relaxed uh, the safety goes through the window uh, and I noticed that there is much more uh, a bigger progression so my uh, 60 to 90 year olds picking up katas much quicker because we've got the one really strict rule in our club uh, which is uh, don't get stressed um, and and they just love it uh, they're comparing other classes when they've been and people been pressurizing them uh, you know you you didn't pick up that kata yet we're doing it three months i don't mind i don't mind if they don't learn it now you know they're 80 years old they had enough stress in their lives they if they dare have a tea and coffee after classes that's all that matters and as well that mental health aspect for for that group is that we created community in in uk the the family model is that your let me just switch off the blessing here um that the 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 children move out from parents and the parents stay alone in old age and you visit them uh once or twice a year or whatever and those people are alone so from bringing your classes and inviting those people to the group you're creating community so we had i had a, i've got 40 people who mostly didn't know each other have nothing in common except they are old oh not so young i've been told of not so old um and now after a year one more year now it's five years but they created a, their own community and, and and support so they're going for uh markets christmas markets traveling coaches so they've got support group. They are not alone sitting at home and thinking about what my children are doing. They often, and, and training, training and going for coffees, coffee mornings, walking, whatever, whatever you want. So that, that mental health support helps them to not fall into the depression of being left alone. Because I was talking, um, the reason why I'm running classes through whole year is that my conversation with those elderly was, um, are you going to run classes through the summer? I said, well, I don't know. What do you want? Yes, we want to run the classes because our family takes children 
goes away. Everything else is closed because it's working on a terms level. So a school's closed, the club's closed. We have nothing to do. So my most uh, busy classes are during the breaks because there is no uh, grandparents' duties because parents took the children and they went away. But those people are left alone. So that's kind of um, how I solve that, that stuff. But with the uh, physical disability, people can tell you what's wrong, you can see what's wrong, and then we can uh, make adaptations to it. So for example, if you've got somebody with their crutches, uh, you just use the crutch as an extension of the hand. If we're punching, they can use the, the crutch. If they cannot stand, instead of kicking, you use the crutch as a kick, you know, swinging it or pushing it. That's an adaptation, you know, he's included. Uh, if there is uh, somebody with a visual impairment, you can use equipment like coins being taped to the floor in description of the stances and where we're moving so they can feel it. You can use the description, you can use the touch uh, to guide them. And usually after uh, some time, they kind of figured out their own ways of doing stuff. Um, but you know, the, the, the main thing for all of it is communication and people uh, within the club. So you have to have the right people in a club. There must be non-judgmental uh, environment. If you've got somebody who is gonna be, is enough for one person who's gonna be mocking people with a disability or mental health or whatever oddness they bring in. We all got the quirks and odd, odd things about us. And if people don't accept that, um, then it's not gonna work. Uh, so my classes, luckily bringing people who are open-minded and, and very uh, caring, um, so I don't have that problem, but I know that some groups got that people, the elite fighter who is going to be uh, showing everybody how bossy he is and stuff like that. So us as a coaches need to uh, kind of pay attention to that and be kind of open-minded. So for me, the most important, we've got the motto in our, our class, where we, we want to have uh, strong and caring people. Strong and caring people, not caring. I can carry stuff, but strong and caring people because that's the, pill, the pillars of society. And karate is help to cultivate them. Karate got that really well inbuilt uh, mechanics of controlled failure. When you go for your gradings, you do stuff, you are aware of it that you cannot perform it yet. You fail so many times, but then you overcome it and you've got that short-term reward of a belt or grading or certificate or sticker, whatever you want to call it. For, for some people, with people with learning disabilities, the high five is the best reward, best reward. You know, if you give them high five, that's her day, their day is done. They achieved it. It's nothing better. Um, so that's that building mechanism was great. Uh, and as well, we need to um, just remember this meant to say it earlier. Um, the communication bit is you need to pay attention to what you're saying as well and how you're saying it. For example, people with autism, they're gonna take you literally. So if you're cracking a joke, they're gonna take you as you said it. There will be no, um, uh, no concept of changes you made or how you understand it. So they're taking literally. And as well for people with autism, uh, the changes, if you said you're gonna do something, you better do that. Because if you change the schedule or, or what, what was on the plan on the class, it's really upsetting them. 
Um, so we have to be mindful. And as well, the use of a language. It, I kind of have some same problem. When Mark Jardine was talking with uh, Chris Wilder, I had to reach for the dictionary because I didn't know what the, the language was all about in some places. Uh, that shows my lack of understanding. So people with learning disabilities might not have a vocabulary you're using, so will not understand you. So we need to adapt that as well. Um, I think that's that's much most what I want to say. If you can, you want to join in conversation, tell me about how you adapting, what you're doing. Um, just unmute yourself and let's talk, okay? Because it's no point me talking. I can't remember. Like I said, I've got a really good memory, but short. So I already probably forgot half of the things which I want to say. Um, but yeah, if anybody wants to join in, and uh, don't be shy. Unmute yourselves, and. Uh, I know that some of you working with the people, uh, blind people like Paul. Paul, you done it. Um, anybody willing? Hi, Les. Um, we've got a couple of people who have got um, autism, and sometimes where they, where they take their medication, um, they're not with us at all. If, if you yeah. do ever get that. <laughs> Yeah, you just have to you just have to adapt. You know, I had a I had a, um, a, a gentleman joining in. First session he was great. Um, second session he was not not aware completely. Um, so you just uh, I, I spoke to him uh, and his career. You know, I said you know if if you're not getting it today, don't worry about it. Um, you can sit sit down, have a look, or yeah. if it's better go for a coffee, um, then come back or whatever is needed for you to. Um, to feel better, really, you know, it's not about me, it's about them. Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, go on, go on. We follow the same as you. If, if a, a student has trouble with a cat, I think cannot physically do it, then we change it for them, it's, I think it's the best way. Yeah, 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 it was great, you know. Uh, it just reminded me with that uh, student you said, um, I had the people walk in from my session, and you, you cannot take it personally. So we done a, a specific session only for Oakleaf clients. Uh, mm. There was a lady coming in and uh, pads was great. But then we went to Kata and she couldn't uh, remember the movement. Yeah. And she got so frustrated. Uh, she started panicking. You know, you try to calm her down. And she said, sorry, that's not for me. I'm really, really sorry. I'm really embarrassed. I don't want to embarrass you, but I, I can't stand here. I have to go. And you just have to agree and accept that, you know, it's not for her. So, yeah. so she went off, she found, uh, I think, Pilate classes, which was suited for her. Yeah. Well, you know, it kind of uh, our ego and pride comes in, well, I didn't provide good enough session. But you have to accept that we're not going to be all the time doing things right. Yeah. We are humans, yeah. we're going to make mistakes. That's right. But you know, if, you, if you're willing to adapt to stuff, that's, that's great stuff. You know, that, that's, that's what it needs. We need to change stuff. I know it's upsetting people from the very traditional background. I had a lot of messages from people, oh, that kata doesn't look like that. You don't know what you're doing. Well, I don't care. I don't mm. care, you know. If, if, yeah, if my students who are, is 90 years old and got the two replacement he hips and two bad knees can't do the something that I'm not going to foster. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Safety first and, and comfortable. <laughs> Anybody else? I think that's a valid point. You know, the thing is that if we look at kata in the traditional sense everybody would do it their way yeah. you know we're all using the same template but all of us are, are built differently you know we're, we're going to move differently we move within the same sort of pathways but movement is going to be different it's going to be unique to us 
And I think yeah. that when we try and create too rigid a structure, it just stifles uh, development for anyone, you know, irrespective of whether they're, uh, they have learning uh, difficulties, whether they're autistic, or they have physical uh, difficulties. You know, it's, it's training and practice is unique to the individual. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know where it comes from. It's kind of a modern way, I think, uh, from all the changes done in uh, karate that uh, people want the tradition to not change. Mm. Um, view, viewing that the traditional ways to keep the preserved the kata as it was, but all the masters was changing them. That's why we've got so many variation of the kushanku kata. Absolutely, or every, every, every time you walk into one dojo and get five different people to perform the same kata, they could all be the same grade, they could all have been trained in the same amount of time, they trained with the same teacher, but they will all do it slightly differently. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the that beauty of be, it. That has to be encouraged rather than discouraged, I think. Yeah, exactly. Anybody else wants to add something? Let's try ask, do you integrate people with additional needs into your standard classes or do you have classes specifically for them? Um, I, I integrate everybody in my classes. <laughs> I've got specific classes as well, but that's um, through my contract with um, different charities. So, so some, some charities wants to have only for the clients. So for, for example, Oakleaf, as me working with them, you have to be a clear client. So, um, so it's only for them. But I've got my, my classes are open for everybody. So we've got the, um, give you a spectrum. I've got a guy with MS, got a deaf girl, depression and anxiety, uh, anger management issues, uh, autism. Uh, Where's I've got? autism um, I think that's it I think that's it for, for the main class but you know that's quite a wide spectrum of <laughs> finding mm. a solution to every every problem and um, your deaf student as well Liz pardon your deaf student as well oh uh, yeah yeah I did, did, did I not say yeah say and, and Alex and Alex who, who, yeah thank you <clears throat> no, don't be shy uh, we don't bite much <laughs> I think it's great that you're addressing the issue of mental health. Um, I think it's uh, you, you come from a very similar to, country to me. I'm Irish, um, another Catholic country. Um, and traditionally speaking, 20 years ago, um, mental health issues, you know, there was a stigma attached to them, which uh, you really don't want to know about. Um, but I mean, having been through this, Paying myself, and I, 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 I'm very open about it. Um, I live in Germany now. I, they're relatively open about um, mental health issues. Having gone through close to six years of depression um, uh, uh, without being diagnosed with it, you know, and coming to this wall at a certain point, and then trying to go and find your 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 own way with the thing and, and try and, and get yourself better. Um, I, 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 this development into the direction of being much more open about. Um, the fact that it exists a and b that you need to go and get helped um if um if something happens like this um is well you know i put it literally it's going to save lives you know um because there's no point in going around in this constant vicious cycle killing yourself you know and yeah. people do go and kill themselves at the end of the day when when this gets out of hand so it's it's very important that we're having this discussion and that this issue is is brought up you know when i see people who are suffering, um, I, 
I, I go and talk to them actively and say, look, you need help. You know, do you think you might have mental health issues? Yeah, that's the other, other very good point um, that we as a coaches, we need to monitor our students as well. So um, if you've got somebody getting down, you don't have to ask them, oh, straight, you do have a problem with mental health. Well, you know, if, if you're all right, you want to go for coffee, you know, have that sure. time. I know not everybody's got the time to do that. And I know that lots of organizations promote that um, the instructor shouldn't be available after classes to the students. I cannot disagree with that because we've got the, we want it or not, we've got the authority in the class. So having that time to talk to people, it don't need to be, you know, private, you're going to the cafe. It shouldn't be private. You go into the cafe where it's multi, multiple people and, you know, just have a chat and, and be understanding and suggest, you know, maybe you should contact mental health charity or go to the doctor. But yeah, sure, communication is the Absolutely. Key. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just taking that time, you know, it could be five minutes, you know, but five minutes can be very important to somebody yeah, who's life, suffering. Life-saving, yeah. Sure, absolutely. Anybody else? Hi, it's Chris. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can see you even. Yeah, I, uh, I just, uh, oh man, I, I'm really enjoying this conversation because as a, I'm a school teacher, for those of you who don't know, I teach, um, uh, currently I teach uh, grade seven and eight. Uh, next year I'll be teaching grade five and six. But uh, the point is um, mental health and, you know, exceptionalities is a, is a common, very common thing, um, you know, um, among 25 to 30 students, say that's our student body average. Um, we're, we're, as part of our protocol, we have, say, let's just use the number 25 because this year I have 25 students. We have to uh, take a look at 25 different profiles. Uh, fortunately, the student profiles are done for us already from the previous school or from the previous year. So we know in their, in their file, we know their exceptionalities, where, the, where their levels are at. And, you know, as a, as an educator, we, we, we need to make the necessary accommodations and, 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 yeah. and modifications. So like m moving forward, like, you know, if you, if you, if you uh, apply that in a, in a karate uh, environment, I mean, we're all human, man. We're, we're oh, the one size fits all kind of model doesn't work. We have to naturally make the necessary accommodations and modifications to, to our students. I mean, as human beings, we're, we're, we're not going to see the same thing we're going we're gonna to be reacting differently. You know what I mean? So we, we have to make the, it's a very natural thing where we have to be aware of, of what we have, who we have, and build that rapport, you know, as Les, as Les was saying, you know, that's so important, man. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, just wanted to just, just share some of that. Like we, this is a very common thing in, in the education field. And I kind of use that in our, uh, in, in, in our martial art environment as well in, in, in my classes. Let me just answer the Philip's question. He asked question for the, yeah. the chat. Uh, would you agree if family can train together, it is beneficial to the mental health or confidence? Um, yes and no. Uh, um, so for me, I don't teach children. I think that the karate done uh, properly, properly, not properly, but the way I do karate, it's a bit too dangerous for children. I don't uh, want to teach a uh, different way not too dangerous but it's a different methodology for children and a different training session for adults uh, if you if you're mixing them together uh, without the family element 
you have to compromise on one another. So you're going to have people not being happy because it's not a proper adult session. So you can't do everything uh, on physical level, mental level and application level. Then if you do a class for children, there will be lots of games and some, some adults might not, not, um, not get that and not like that. So you have to kind of compromise on everything. So I stick to adults only at the moment uh, or kids uh, in the future. But as a, having a group of family training is great. It's great for a whole family. But I think you have to have a specific session for families. So everybody comes in and they know what to expect. You cannot advertise that, advertise that or say that, you know, you're doing um, karate uh, as self-defense or sports and stuff like that because the different people are gonna come in uh, and expect different things you have to always say what you're doing so for example I don't teach self-defense I do martial arts I like uh, different aspects of, of kata application kata but I don't teach self-defense uh, so you have to be upfront what people expect from you in the class so there's no mistakes if that, if that answer your question Anybody else? If there's no... Yeah, I just wanted to come back to the education bit that you mentioned right at the start, Les. Yeah, sure. Um, the, when I went through school, there wasn't anything like that in school, but there, there are a lot of resources out there um, from like local colleges and charities and things. Um, and I've, I've managed to do some through work because I work in mental health full time. Um, oh, okay. So, so a, lot, a lot of autism charities will run um, like autism awareness courses, like how, how to work with people with varying scales of autism. And, and a lot of the time they're, you know, they're facilitated by people with the um, you know, condition that, that they're talking about. So they're talking mm -hmm. from first-hand experience. Um, but one other thing that, that our work is, is looking at at the minute, a lot of local colleges will offer free distance learning courses yeah. on various mental health aspects. And I think that's something that's growing a lot at the minute. Um, I know Bedford College, which is local to me and, and um, Brian, I think it's quite local to him, um, do and Buckingham College do loads of, of courses, you know, understanding autism, understanding mental health, dealing with problem behaviour in children, you know, all, all of these things. So the, the education is, is out there to look for, but I think the problem is there. It's just not, you know, it's not promoted well enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I've done, I done uh, several of those courses through the colleges. And the great thing about them, they are uh, funded. Uh, so they are for free for you if you want to apply. Uh, so that's about 400 quid savings um, and yeah you just have to apply um, get them and they are really good I went through, through a few of them so I done the mental health awareness I done the mental health awareness for children and I done the working with the learning difficulties and yeah, they are really good courses I recommend them yeah yeah, my partner and sister have both just finished one um, one works in mental health one works in childcare um, and they both said they're fantastic. So yeah, and as you say, they're they're free. So it's, yeah, uh, so it's worth a look for everyone. Yeah. Excellent. Um, anybody else? 
Okay, if nobody else wants to talk to me, then we're gonna wrap up and I'm gonna go and take care of my children, relieve the wife a bit. Um, I'm gonna put that uh, probably in a podcast. Um, those who've been talking, please send me your permission to do that. If not, I'm gonna cut you out. If that's okay, if you're not feeling comfortable to be on a podcast.